Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Toffee TV podcast. On this week's show, me and Baz will be picking our best Everton home nations 11. Okay, so that means England, mm-hmm. Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. The, the whole thing. Apologies if that upsets anybody, but the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Maximum three players per country. Yeah. So you can't, you know, you've got to try and get people into this team. Okay. So maximum three in. Uh, we did our best 11 last week. Of internationals, internationals, one per country. Yeah, yeah. So this week we thought, let's try and do a UK one, and let's just see what happens. Let's. There's no right answers. There's no <laughs> wrong answers. It's just going to be interesting. And again, like last week, the dilemma is, it's about creating a football team. It's about fitting players in. It's about. Mm. It's about only being as good as your worst player. Yeah. So balance. It's about. It is. It's about the balance, and it's not about that thing of, oh well, we can just squeeze every single player in. You know, the best players. Or is it? Or is it? Who knows? Okay. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's get our first one on the board. We've got our trusty whiteboards and we're yeah. going to write them down. And we haven't, neither of us have talked about nope. this. Uh, no. Nope. Who's in it? So. No, nope, not at all. It's always interesting. Always interesting. When we reveal the players. Okay. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think there should be much, much. Okay, three, two, one. one. Neville Southall. Let's you know. Let's be honest. Let's not mesh about. Let's be honest. Big Neville Nev. Southall. The big in there. The big Nev. There he is, in goal. He's the number one. He's the number one. I mean, listen. There's no. You could. You for me, there was no messing about with this. That to be. Um, it has to be the best man for the job, and he is the best man for the job. Best goalkeeper I've ever seen. Ex- exactly. Play for and him. if you're gonna if you're gonna build a team, you've got to build from the back. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> other, other players are gonna have to fall from fall by the wayside when it comes to this. But I, the way I looked at it was, who pushes him close, and you go through it. You know, the, Nigel Martin. Nigel Martin. Nigel Martin's the closest for me. Certainly British based. The best keeper we've had. After them two, probably Tim Howard, and we had him for 10 He's American. No, I'm saying. So he's American. Yeah. So when you're going, th- and it's the other caveat to this, is it's got to be people we've seen. Mm. So people throw, like, Ted Sager was a great keeper and stuff. It's got to be players, goalkeepers, players we've that we've actually yeah. seen play for Everton. So when you go through, there's not that, we haven't had that many great goalkeepers. No. 
that's what you know, what he was he done all right for a little bit like yeah. Thomas Meyer, but again it was Norwegian. So British keepers if we have and well not many. I mean I've Richard seen Wright, Steve Simpson, Ian Turner, John Gerard. Poor Gerard, Jesus. It's getting worse. You know, and I've seen obviously and you will have seen, you know, Jim Arnold. Uh, or maybe he didn't. I didn't. Bobby didn't. Mims, you'll have seen yeah, Bobby seen Mims. Bobby. He was a good goalie, but never pushing Nev. You know, I had my early memories of Everton goalkeepers uh, is Jim McDonough, who's never pushing Nev. Fred Barber. You know, Fred Barber. That's right, my Fred Barber. He was never getting near it. So there's people, you know, Mike Stoll was another one. So none of these were never pushing Nev. Nev mm. was the number one by far. Yeah. So, oh, and no it discussion. World's greatest goalkeeper. Well, the funny thing is, as we're talking about internationals, the sad thing is he never got to play in the tournament for Wales. No, so he never demonstrated that yeah, that in, yeah. that that greatness on the on the international. If he stage. could have had one tournament. I know. Who knows what it would have done? But then again, that his personal loss was our game because I know Real Madrid come for him big time a couple of times, and he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay in Everton. But who knows? Mm. With it was obviously when he was playing, it was different. Now you'd have it. And Everton were brilliant, obviously, so it made it easier. But now you'd have every media outlet saying he's got to join Manchester United or he's got to join Chelsea. Um, but then again, Everton were, Everton were at the top for four or five years when he, mm. you know, there or thereabouts. So unbelievable goalie, best I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay, the right back position. Interesting. This will, this will be interesting. This one. This will be interesting. Okay. It's all, it's all quiet in the, in the studio. Okay. Tension's Three. building. Three, two, one. <laughs> Seamus Coleman. Seamus Coleman for me as well. Yeah. Again. The balance. Yeah. The, who you can fit in and who misses out this the inclusion of Coleman is going to make my next point ridiculous yeah and I accept that okay Gary Stevens is still the best right back I've ever seen yeah. play for Everton yeah by far as well as being the Eng English <coughs> by far the mm. best right back I've ever seen in my lifetime but that then goes as a trade-off against players who I wanted in my team yeah who may be who may be better, but also, as well as may or may not be better, is is there a player that is close to them who could replace them if Gary Stevens come in? And really at this position, Seamus Coleman's the closest thing we've probably had to Gary Stevens in terms of being an attack and fullback. Gary Stevens yeah. was an unbelievable athlete, scored goals, um, obviously played for his country. Played in Europe for Everton, played in Europe for Rangers. Brilliant defender. Um, and so, you know, was at Everton for a number of years as well. And since then, James Coleman for me, and Tony Ibbett done a good job yeah. as, a, as a defender. Phil Neville done a good job as a defender, as a right back for Everton at times. But James Coleman, after Gary Stevens, has probably been the best right back. You know, we've had players like Hottiger and Earl yeah. Barrett and Paul Holmes and. Tony Thomas, you know, people like that, who were never good enough. Steve Watson's a mm. good player, but he was never up to their level. Um, before Gary Stevens, Gary Stanley and John Gibbon, but I was, I was a baby watching them, but 
they were never going to push someone like Gary Stevens. So since Gary Stevens, Seamus Coleman's been our best right back, and that's why I've sacrificed Gary Stevens. Yeah. Well, you've got three better English players than Gary Stevens. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And keep it. And keep. Yeah. Everything. I'm the same. I'm the same. I think mm. Seamus Coleman is the second best right back I've seen at Everton. Yeah. Um. We had a lot of rubbish. Not John O'Connor. No, no, mm. great in Terminator, but uh, yeah. no. Um, we've had a lot of very, very poor right backs, very average right backs. Alec Leland. It's loads, wasn't it? Just loads, just loads of Mark Ottergers, you know, Mitch Ward, Earl Barrett, Matt Jackson. wasn't wasn't Jacko great, was but a, he was all right. Oh, Jacko was a was good defender, right. but he, he wasn't Seamus Coleman's level. So, and then obviously, as you said, we had Tony Hibbert, who... Was a good defender, give everything, mm. but wasn't quite no. He wasn't modern the material, so. old school. wasn't quite he was modern. a defender, wasn't mm. he? He, he, he? Great at the halfway line. Yeah, you know, great overlapper, brilliant. Yeah. just that when he got into those positions, won every yeah. ten thousand. He never scored in no. a competitive game, which no. adds another thing to it. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to All left right. back. Let's move on to left back. This will be contentious. This mm-hmm. this will cause. This might cause fracas in the room. I, I mean, I don't think it will. Who are you saying that? I don't think it will. Okay. Okay. I mean, it might because this this player played in this position for other teams, not Everton. Ah, uh, see, that is my that is an issue. That well, is an issue. Well, you know, that's a cheat. Well, is it? That yes, it is. Can do it. All right. Well, we'll just work it out. Well, we can do it. I mean, I've got a backup. I've got you've done it. No, you've done it now. I've done it. You've I've done, done it, it now. You've put it out there, and people will see that you're a cheat. <laughs> so, I'm not right, a cheat. let's go. Three, two, one. Gary see, I knew you go for Gary Speed at left back. I knew it. He played for Newcastle. Bolt. No, no. He played for Leeds. No, at left I've back. gone for Leighton Baines. No, that's the. That's, that's. I've got it. I've got. I've got me other player in. If you ain't. No, no, no. You can have. You can have him. You can have him. It's not about. It's not a competition. I want to. It's not a competition. People will be watching and they'll see. They'll see how your shoehorn and play is in. No, I'm nice. The only okay. one. He's the only one, and it's because he's played. This is four four two. Yeah. Oh, I'm playing four three three here. But there you go. You've changed the rules. No, I haven't. I haven't changed the rules. There's no. There's no hard and fast. But changing a player's position. I mean, but well, he's played there. If it was John Collins playing left back, I'd accept it. <laughs> I'd accept it. <laughs> no, no, I'd accept it. He played there twice. I'd accept that he played forever twice. Lovell. Gary Speed. All right, Gary Speed. Gary Speed. Well, played. now you're going to talk about him playing centre midfield for us. While you've got him at left back, I'm not unacceptable. I'm not. Okay. I'm saying he, I wanted him in because he was a good player for Everton, okay. and he played on the left hand side at times, playing for Everton as well as playing through okay. the middle. Okay. So he played in numerous positions. He just didn't play in that one. Not for Everton. No. But he did play there for Bolton and Newcastle. <sighs> Best ESC home. I can take him out because I have got me back up. No, there. no, you've done it now. No, you've done it now. No, there's no, no backup. No, no, there's no, 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 no. You've done it. You've done it. No backups. You've done it. You've done it. We're not messing about I'm with this. I'm another Welshman. You've done it, it's fine. No, it's fine. I know who it is. It's perfect, I don't know. Yeah. You've done it. You've decided okay. you wanted... I wanted Gary Speed. It's weird that you've decided you wanted to fit Gary Speed in, in a position he never played in against the left-back in our greatest ever team. No, was also know. Welsh and a left-back. Yeah, no, I'm taking Speed off. I just wanted Speed okay. in because okay. I like I loved okay. Gary Speed. Well, I've gone for Leighton... Well, Van der Nau, no. Pat, Pat's in there. Like okay. Well, I've gone for Leighton Baines. Yeah. Again, he's the... I think he's the best left back I've ever seen. I think he was better than Van der Nau, um, better than Hinchcliffe. Although, oh although you know Hinchcliffe had a couple of good years and obviously won a trophy for mm. us. Bainesy, just for me, 
embodies Everton Football Club. He's class, mm. he's dignity, um, great footballer. Yeah. Um, had a chance to move, did not, didn't move. He's just people just love him. Yeah. And for me, that and he's great in the English game as well. <laughs> yes, he is. Too. No, but that to me is mm. that's to me is he's a player that you'll look back on, and it, it breaks me hard that he never won a trophy. Yet, because um, he deserves to be yeah. one of those players that you look at and go, "Yeah, he won." Because you just wouldn't go. Well, out. he deserves that because I think you can give players who've won trophies. I think can get a legendary status mm. at a football club, especially at Everton, because the, the, we haven't won. Well, we don't win something yeah. every every other year, so that people go, "Well, no," but but blah blah. Because, but I think when because we have been started, but I think if an Everton team won a the next Everton team that wins a trophy will be legendary because they'll be remembered. It's the same way when people don't remember, really. They don't treat the 95 team as mm. legends, but they should, really, because it's we're coming up to the 25th well, they, year since we won yeah, something. Yeah, they should. They should. They deserve, they deserve, they deserve that like more respect, don't and they? And ba- Baines, Leighton Baines, will, um, sadly won't be remembered like that, but he will be remembered as... An absolutely fantastic footballer. Um, the be- to be honest, the best again, you know, for the sake of having um, other players in my team, he's not in. But again, the best footballing left back I've seen play mm. for Everton. Van der was a better defender and was nasty, and we won stuff with him. But Baines for durability as well for over a period of time. I said this last week when we were talking about him. You know, I, my, the, the players I kind of love are more attacking players because I, I was a forward and I like that kind of play. But Baines, I absolutely love. And he's a defender. And he's just a fantastic footballer. Great, but I mean, sounds mad. I've said Gary Stevens, the best right-back I've ever seen. Leighton Baines is the best footballing left-back I've ever seen. And mm. I, I lo- absolutely love him, but he's not in the team. <laughs> because again, Fair enough. three key areas for me. You're building a side, it'll all reveal itself. As we go along, well, Van der Nau, who's, who I've put okay. in there, now Van der Nau won, look, he won everything with us that he could win, and, mm. and was fantastic. And if he'd have been a little bit, a bit more of a sensible character, shall we say, <laughs> or a, you know, he he might have done more, and Everton might have done more, because obviously when we lost him through certain injuries, which we won't go into, they, it kind of it wrecked both him and us. But great defender, but yeah. Baines outstanding, brilliant. Right, let's move to one of the centre backs. The right right side of the centre back, let's see. Let's see the right side. Right, on the right side of here. Tension. Tension is building. Is it? No, no, okay. it's not. It's not. It's not building. Three, two, one. I'll put the wrong one in. <laughs> Give me a sec. Bear with. Okay. Bear with. Tension is building now. Okay. Go on. Three, two, one. Goff. Richard Goff. Okay, I've gone for Dave Watson. I've gone for Dave Watson. So the the re like I was looking at the centre back partnership, but I was looking at the team as a whole. Mm. And um Dave Watson to me, listen, I I love Degsy Mount. I really do. Yeah. I really love him. But 
to me, Dave Watson was better. He was a better defender. For me, yeah. Degsy scored Degsy some really, was... more, really important goals, but he was gone by eighty, by eighty, end of 88. eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Sorry, eighty-eight. Yeah, um, because of Watson. D- Dave Watson came in nineteen eighty-six, and was still at Everton till what ninety-nine, ninety-eight. Ninety-seven. Then he stayed up. Yeah, ninety-seven. Well, I mean, he stayed up, but when Royal left, he was the manager. Yeah, he was the manager. He uh, he kept us up that eleven years. You know, he kept us up that season. Um, lifted the FA Cup. Obviously, got a league title as well. People forget that. And he was just a magnificent defender mm. and a magnificent ambassador to Everton Football Club. And I think because he moved away from Everton, you know, went to Wigan, went to Newcastle, is now retired and is doing more things with Everton again. I hope that status is regained mm. because to me, when growing up through my teenage years, he was my captain. Mm. Dave Watson was my captain, and mm. I was also very lucky enough to play with him as well. Um, he was my he was my captain. He was he was. When people say now, oh, what what does a captain do? Or we haven't got a proper captain. Dave Watson was a proper captain. Mm. He led by complete example. Mm. Was uh, come up popped up with important goals now and again. Put his head in with a hurt, but he was a leader and, and he drove us on for so many years. And that's been forgotten in this generation, completely forgotten. Mm. And I don't think, don't get me wrong, that's not like, oh, damn kids. That's just because of the way the news cycle works and because he's not connected with Everton, because mm. he's not one of these people who've come back. He's not in the local media. He went away and decided he wanted a job after football, yeah. uh, after playing, and it didn't. That didn't revolve Everton. That meant going to Newcastle. And he's not become a manager. He was like a youth coach, um, and he's not. He's not someone who's always on TV or anything. Mm. Um, but to me, he was my captain when I grew up, and I, I loved Waggy a bit. He was fantastic, and people always forget uh, how good a defender was. And I remember the funny. You'll know this one yourself. In um, the lead up to. Um, Euro 96 England went to uh, they went to Hong Kong and played the Hong Kong 11 and Dave Watson played for the Hong Kong 11 and he was the best player on the pitch Mm. by um, I think England won like 1-0 I think obviously other things had gone on in Hong Kong with the England team so maybe they weren't all completely up for it but Dave Watson was Amazing yeah. in the game, and th- that's not to say that was like, oh, we should have played for England. It was just no, and he was it typif- six or something. But it typified so. Dave Watson. Oh yeah, that yeah. he played in this game against this country, against this country in what really was just like an exhibition match well, to that get weird kit in like a pale kit. And yeah, this like exhibition match to get the England players some bit of time while mm. they were in Hong Kong, which was basically was a, a boozy session. We all remember the dentist chair and stuff. Mm. And yeah, he was brilliant in it. And I just thought that typified Dave Watson. Um, he just uh, just a fantastic fella, really. And that's, I just wanted to get him in my side. Yeah, brilliant defender coming from Norwich. Wasn't a fan's favourite at the start, because obviously Dexy was a fan's favourite and had been brilliant for us. But our Kendall bought him because he was a leader. Um, and put him alongside Ratcliffe. And the pair of them were... You know, they were, they were a great partnership for Everton. And Watson was brilliant for it. You're right, since he's moved, he's been forgotten, I guess. Um, and I think once they go to other clubs and he's gone to, he's been at Newcastle and I can't, I'll never forgive him for that. Because I hate Newcastle. You will. I won't. I to be honest with you, mate, he's he's not someone I look back and go, oh, what a play. But he was a good defender. He's not 
there's no there was always a coldness with Watson I I never took to him, but he was a good okay. but he was a great defender and I've met him and I still I still I'm a top trainer for quite a while and he is what he is, but he was a great defender for Everton. And he was what was brilliant about him was in that in like the derbies, even when he was older, you know, what Michael Owen couldn't get the better of him and mm. they, they scored goals past him, but they never gave him the chase and they, Owen should have given the chase and by mm. the end, given how fast he was and direct and yet Watson so clever and so switched on. Um that he was he was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Oh, he scored a, obviously scored a scored Darby massive, winner as well, didn't he? Scored a massive, massive, really important goals in the Newcastle quarter yeah. final. One of the, one of the most important goals. Um, but brilliant, brilliant defender. Come nine hundred grand from Norwich. Captain won two, won the league and the cup. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those years apart, you know, yeah. nine years apart. So, yeah, great, great sign. Good addition. Good addition. Mm-hmm. I've gone for Richard Goff, who for very similar. Attributes really to Waggy come to us when he was getting on when we signed him. It was like very much like Paul Power didn't have the same effect on that we didn't mm. win the league. Like when we got Power, when we got him, people were like, What? He's been to America and everything. And yet he come in and for two years he was one of the best defenders I've ever seen for Everton. Classy on the ball, always had time. Um, again, talking about playing against the likes of Michael Owen, he was, a, he was terrifying mm. younger defenders. Step back on the edge of the yeah. box and went, Well, come on then. Nowhere for you to run, but if you feel free, kid. And he was just brilliant. He used to love the way he just bring the ball down on his chest. And he, he was a good players will always look like they've got time on the ball. Richard Goff always had time on the ball. Big regret is that he wasn't 30 when he came. Didn't we try and sign him in 87? Yeah, we tried to get him early on in his career. And we, we when he left Scotland, when he left Spurs, and didn't he? Yeah, we tried to get him then. I think we tried to get him a couple of times and it just. For whatever reason, it didn't work mm. out, but he answered the call in Walter Smith, wasn't he? Yeah, he'd it? gone to MLS, hadn't he? Yeah, he was back. He was in Kansas. Kansas, yeah. in Kansas. And um, Walter Smith wanted some experience at the back there. Obviously, Waggy had left by then. And um, got Goffin, and, and he's in because, A, he's in because I'm fitting people into a, a squad. You know, he's a good player. But he was a brilliant player. He was a very good me, player. Absolutely outstanding. And again, he's one that people will look at and go, it's your Goff, but... For a couple of years, and especially like, don't like, forget he's thirty eight at this time, and he loved going to town. Oh, he loved town. Uh, he loved town. Loved like all the he was a boss bars in town. He was a party boy. He liked the uh, yeah. He liked the Abadoch as well. He loved. He liked the motos. <laughs> he, he really liked the motos. Um, he wouldn't. So he, um, mm. but he come in like you've just said. He he answered the call, and for two years when we had just like a load of drosh and kids coming through mm. and stuff like that. Don't forget that like yeah. Michael Ball and people like that. He was um, he was brilliant. And he was dead calm, you know. He was he was, um, and my dad looked up like that. It was by the time like Mark Hughes would come in and people like that. And but he had just this dead dead, dead yeah. calm and effect, professional attitude when he was playing. And he come in not long after Waggy as well. No, that's so what I'm it, saying. It was that leadership the cons- that we needed? That we was needed. that leadership? And he didn't train all the time because he was he was because he was getting on. He'd only train a couple of times a week, and then he'd turn out on it. A Saturday and was just unbelievable. Mm. Just uh, and you just looked at him and thought, what a, you know, imagine having him ten years younger. You know, they've been amazing. But he was for two years. He was absolutely brilliant. Mm. You know, when you look at then you look at British centre backs who we've had. If, if you take the English, the English contingents out that we've had, which would include you know Watson and Manfield and people like that. You know, Lescott, Jagielka. They've all been good defenders for Everton. Mm. You look around, there's the 
we haven't had many outstanding. To me, it was a toss-up for me between him and David Weir because David Weir was a really good defender, quarter of a million pounds from Hearts, yeah. come down, played right back early on, um, but turned out to be a great defender for Everton for a long, yeah, a long did. time. Good captain as well. Um, another one who was very calm, could play, was very calm on the ball. But Goff mm. just made more of an impact yeah. for me and, and, and particularly putting him in a team with who I've got him in a team with, I think would have been a, a fantastic okay. partnership. Okay, let's move on to the other centre-back. Okay. Three, two, one. Ratcliffe. Both of us have gone for Ratcliffe. Yeah. Of course, we've had gone to be. the same way. You know, Neville Southall was in the side. Kevin Ratcliffe had to be inside. Yeah, um, obviously, Everton's greatest captain, mm. most successful captain. Um, obviously, Evertonian as well. Mm. Um, still Come a big, e still a big Evertonian. Big Evertonian came through the ranks, didn't he? Played, played. You know, not quite all his career at Everton, but most of it. Pretty much, you know, and um, his good, his good years were yeah, all at Everton. Definitely. Um, Played left back, started off at left back. Struggled a little bit, says himself. If anyone who's watched Howard's Way, you'll see that the, the famous 5 0 derby. He was sat in the stand, a couple of seats down from Brian Lebone, and we got done 5 0. And he said, Brian Lebone must have been looking at me thinking, if he can't get in this side, kid, you must be crap because we were terrible. But he got in, and, and he got in. You know, we had Mark Higgins at the time, he's another brilliant Everton defender, he's back at the club now doing tours, fantastic. And you know, Rats was in with him a bit and then Higgins got injured and but he he just he was outstanding for Everton Ratcliffe. When he was in his when he was at his peak, oh my god, what a defender. What a defender. Pace, unbelievable. Wasn't the most um comfortable on the ball, shall we say. He could carry the ball, but he looked always looked a little bit, but got as a defender, hard as nails and lightning quick would always recover and I think for me and my team the way I was building it left footed as well mm -hmm. so having him on the left and Goff on the right you've got that calmness and experience and good on the ball ability of Richard Goff paired with the, the nastiness and the pace of Ratcliffe and the leadership qualities and wasn't a big scorer of goals the Rath no. scored down at Norwich once yeah. um, and scored in Aramfield famously yeah. of course but like you said, brilliant Evertonian, fantastic captain, um, and come through and, and is still an Evertonian now. So bodied the club, yeah, during that time. You know, he was like twenty three when he got the captain's armband, mm. and we've we've mentioned this before about a manager almost reinventing things and giving a young player the captain's armband and saying, well, "You lead us you through. Lead You're the leader now. Yeah. You know, you lead us through this period." And he did, and obviously. Picking up the trophies he did, and and the other thing is like, you know, you mentioned there hard, fast, um, at that classic eighties look about him as well. Great there, you know exactly. You know he 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 was a good ambassador mm. for Everton Football Club at the time, not just being a captain but a player. Mm. Um, and when you look back, it's funny because when you look back and someone's your captain and you see them lifting trophies, you're like that looks the part. Mm. He looks the part. Mm. Like, um, yeah, I, I just thought he was a brilliant player. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of people, a lot of Evertonians, like, oh, he hates us, or 
when he's doing the TV or the radio, he's always like quite nasty about it. But I think that's because he is an Evertonian. I think number one is that thing of like when people go into the media, they have to like act like um, they're not. They're not. Oh, they sure. never played yeah. for the team, or they have to look pound professional or Unless whatever. You're a or it's Andy Inchcliffe. Mm. Um, oh, well, Andy Inchcliffe does that. He treats us like he's never. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But but I think the rat did that. But at the same time, it was like almost through gritted teeth. Like and frustrating. Don't forget, he had, he's had his issues with the club over the years as well. Yes. Yeah. Which would... Which would fill... Oh, he's like, fill you with a little bit of bitterness. At the end of the day, he's the... The most successful he's Everton's captain. greatest captain. And the club, for years, didn't embody it. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. We know... We're, listen, we're, we're close to a few with that. 85, so we know that the club haven't treated them the way they mm. should. But look at the world's greatest ever goalkeeper. Still <laughs> has to buy his match tickets. And, mm. and, and people might go, well, so we should. But there was a period... No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Well, not, shouldn't. Not people like him shouldn't. No, but, they shouldn't. But the thing about None it, of that team should. The thing about it is, for a period of years, those kind of players... Sorry, players were given season tickets mm. and stuff. He wasn't. Yeah. Which, which is bizarre. So there will be a little bit of bitterness there, of course. There will be, will be with any of us, even if it's our club. Yeah. But also a frustration that the club isn't doing what they should be and what you want them to do. And Ratcliffe, yeah, I've listened to him and gone, I'm not bad saying that. But when you actually dissect what he's saying yeah. and, and look at it a little bit, we take your, your biased Everton yeah. head off, you kind of go, yeah, he has got, he's making no, sense. No, I have no problem with that. And he's the only stuff. person who can actually say Phil Jagielka's name, right? <laughs> not, none of us like there, mate. No. Yagielka. No, but he says it. That's know, how it's supposed to be I know, spelled. but I don't like that. No, yeah. I don't. He's not Yags, is he? No, he's not Yags, but that's how his yeah. name should be no, said. No, it's but just it's that not. we've decided it's not. Well, you know, I think Yagielka needs to come out and say that it's uh, he's accepted that his okay. name's Yagielka, not Yagielka. <laughs> now, Ratcliffe, outstanding, best captain, brilliant, brilliant player, and deserves, fully deserves to be in our team. OK, we're going to start, we're going to go into centre midfield, Oof. because oh, just because of the shape of my team. OK. So, what, I want All you, right, yeah, one okay. of your centre midfielders. Okay, sound. This might surprise a few people, this one, I think. Really? Yeah, I okay. think so. Okay. Three, two, one. Interesting. Baz has gone for Peter Reid. I've gone for Don Hutchinson. Okay, go on, Peter Reid, go on. Go Reed, on. listen, Reid, we done the, the the best ever international yeah. one last week, and yeah. Reid was in it. So there was no way he wasn't getting in this team. Mm -hmm. Best centre midfield player that I've seen play for Everton Football Club in terms of everything. He had everything, Reid. Yeah. The ability to go to war for you, the ability to set a tempo, the ability to drag you back into a game, the ability to bollock people. Mm. He, he could be anything you wanted. If you wanted to play footy, he was amazing. If you wanted to just have a scrap, come on then, we'll do it now, leave the ball. He'd done it in so many games, yeah. dragged Everton through so many games. With him and Andy Gray, single-handedly, turned a, a team full of prospects into the best team in Europe, overtaking the European champions, who unfortunately from the city as well, and... and we give them a chasing and it was because of Peter Reid. Incredible. You, you knew when he wasn't playing, even though players are coming and do a great job for the likes of Harper and Richardson, 
Mead had come back and it'd go up another level. He was just unbelievable. He could do everything and he died his hair unbelievably. But he was just a marvellous footballer, absolutely mm. from Eighton. Was was a red as a kid and be, you know, it's the bitterest blue you'll meet now. Yeah. Um just a fantastic footballer. And if Everton if you could if you could recreate a Peter Eden and put him in this midfield in Everton's team now, this team would go into the top four, even without anyone else. Mm. I guarantee you he was that good. Unbelievable footballer. And he'd been written off because he'd had horrific injuries. Knee, yeah. But in a time when broke his leg twice. Unbelievable. In a time when people didn't always yeah. recover. Yeah. Absolutely. No, he's amazing. Again, I, I, it's mad because you're absolutely right. Um how good he was. He was mm. such a such a good footballer. Again, someone he was a captain on the pitch, but without being the captain, he didn't need to be the captain. And I think one of the reasons he didn't need to be the captain was because he was a little bit underhand. He was, he didn't quite embody the club in terms of when you want to shine a spotlight on them. He embodied the club when you don't want to shine mm. a spotlight. He was the one who went after Brian Marwood yeah, after yeah. he done Adrian yeah. Heath. He was the one who went after Bayern Munich players. Mm. You know things like that. He was the one. He was the nasty one. Mm. He was like your nasty cap. You have like a your golden boy captain who mm. lift, you know might lift the trophy. Whoever he was, the nasty captain. He was the one. Blatter's was nasty, but he wasn't the same. He wasn't quite the same. Reed, don't forget as well, was was basically Kendall on the pitch. Kendall was nasty. I would add a freaking ruthless side. Mm. Everyone at Lily would tell you that. Misses, he had a freaking ruthless side as a player and as a manager. And Reed would carry out his instructions to a T. You know. Mm. And obviously they were great. They became great drinking friends and, and really continues to drink in yeah, Alan's yeah. name. Fair play to him. And on this lockdown, I fear yeah. for him because every day his alcohol uh, videos <laughs> appear. <laughs> but no, what a, what an absolute unbelievable footballer and what a, an unbelievable fella as well. Even yeah. now, you, you ship him the room with him and you can just let him, you wind him up and leave him and he just entertains you mm. with his tales and he, en he engages a room and we went through a thing where he a dinner where he spoke and starts talking and it was a tribute for him, wasn't it? Yeah, but everyone's like, yeah. aren't they? List in all of them. You're in all of them. Played in the World Cup, transformed that England team. I said all this last week. Just an unbelievable player, yeah. and uh, that's why, again, that was one of my considerations with mm. English players. He was one of them, and yeah. he had to be. Fair enough. So. No, no, fair enough. John Hutchinson. Love him. Um, again, listen, he <laughs> very much like golf for you. For Don Hutchinson was a player that answered the call mm. when a lot of people probably thought, "Why are we? Why are we going after? Well, this? Why have we got this well, fella?" <laughs> this is mad. Go on. Is he in your team as well? Yeah. Okay. And he is because there's there's my team, and he's. Okay. I can't show you it because you'll see the other players. Okay. But Hutchinson was Reed's partner. In okay. My team. So Hutchinson. So while you're talking about it, it makes sense. For yeah. Me yeah. To, so to Don think. Don uh, he was a, he he came in. He'd, um, we got him from West Ham, didn't we? Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah. Went to West Ham. Mm. Being uh, at Liverpool. Yeah. Got off, went to... He came to Everton and... Being with Howard, hadn't he? Yeah. That's why. And he come in and... He ju he come in he come in after speed, didn't he? Mm. After speed left. And we needed to fill that gap, that goal scorer in number 10. But like a centre midfield, someone could get around the pitch. And he was brilliant. And obviously the links were there with Liverpool. He played for Liverpool when he was younger and he was, you know, done a couple of silly things. But straight away, straight into the team, showed us exactly what we needed. No expectation when he came in. People were like, Yeah. Well, 
and then and he just but he was that player that we all we all you know you talk about Reed there and we've always had a decent coming off the back of speed we've always had a decent someone in centre midfield mm. you know later it was Kale mm. it's actually something I've missed massively and I've missed recently for the last since Kale left really is or Fellaini probably since Fellaini mm. left actually is that is that that centre midfielder who can get into the box arrive mm. late becomes that extra striker and that's the needle yeah and Don was like that and he's almost like he's the fan on the pitch at times as well mm. really Evertonians really took to him um, regardless of what had happened before um, had a little spat with Walter Smith and then ended up leaving the club over very little which was really sad because there was still nonsense plenty in the tank but that, well he went and proved it at West Ham and Sunderland he was brilliant when he went to Sunderland then. he was absolutely fantastic for Sunderland didn't want to leave Everton Treasure quite openly loved it absolutely mm. loved Everton loved Howard which is why he came um, didn't want to leave Everton absolutely loved everything about it was our captain don't forget was, mm -hmm. it was just unbelievable when we 98 we come in under Howard and obviously we had we had the um, the Coventry thing at the end of the season, didn't we? We stayed up. Mm. And Utch scored some big goals, you know, Leeds at home. And we had a couple of big wins and he scored important goals. And then Walter come in and he was in and out with Walter Smith. I don't think Smith fancied him at first and told him he was he could either go or whatever. And he went, no, I'm staying and I'll show you. And apparently it was a test by Smith, but he then became his captain mm. and was brilliant. And um, him and Kevin Campbell, the, 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 you know, Kev was in here a while ago, wasn't he? And he was saying, unbelievable player. The, when he went, he said, that ruined me because we'd lost that player. Hutchison could, he was actually thread a through ball, get you the goal, control the midfield. He was absolutely brilliant for Everton. And it was something stupid, like a grand or two grand a week extra, mm. which other players, some other players were on more. You know, you drop up like to Nick Barm, he's on Wellmore, and yet we wouldn't pay our captain that extra couple of grand. And we were bringing was, like to Gaza and yeah, but it was only a yeah. couple of grand, and he would have stayed. He wanted to stay, and that really it sticks in my throat still because he had four or five years after he left Everton where he still done the business. When you when you think of Sunderland, were brilliant with Phillips and that he was part of that. For them, he meant they were, you know, when they had a great run under Peter Reid and stuff. Hutchison mm. was was part of that, so we missed out on a few years of having that stability. Which who knows what? Because Moyes come in a couple of years later, and I think he's someone Moyes would have loved. Yeah. So for a couple of years, we might have had Hutchison. Who knows what would have happened? Mm. And it was that thing with Everton, which they do really well. They have a great thing, and they somehow balls it up. Yeah. But silly choices and Hutchison was one brilliant player and he was that's why he's in my team as well because yeah. he was fantastic and I think him and Reid would have been a, a very interesting combination yeah. and of course I remember when he played for Scotland and I remember being England played Scotland in a two-legged game for the year uh, to get into the Euros in 19 uh, 2000 I think it was for yeah and uh, he scored the he winner scored the at, winner he Wembley, scored the winner at uh, Wembley England went through but I remember being in a pub and cheering because it was Don Hutchinson he'd scored I didn't care. Yeah, I think I was made off he scored. Because England, England had won the first game 2 0, hadn't yeah. he? It's got in goals, it's got a couple of goals. He it? scored, and I was like, I, I'm not saying I wanted Scotland to win, but it just yeah. scored. So I was like, yeah, yeah, it's an Everton, you know, Everton player. Right, I better put my other, other oh, centre midfielder in then. Go on. 
So next to Hutchinson in the centre of midfield is Gary Speed. Gary Speed is in there for me. Um, obviously, Welshman, Evertonian. When we got him from Leeds, I remember how big... It was a huge deal because he'd won the league at Leeds. And Leeds had a good side. Mm. And he'd come through at Leeds. And then it was like, you know, everyone knew he was a Welshman, but it was like, no, he's an Evertonian as well. Um, was Kevin Ratcliffe's paperboy? I knew he was a blue arse. He worked with his dad. Uh, Roger, isn't he? Yeah, Roger. Yeah. Started in Shell in Ellesmere Port years before. When he was in Leeds, even scoring goals, he was like never told me, never fan. I was like, what? Because he was in, when they won the league, yeah. he was absolutely brilliant, brilliant in the air. Had that, he had the stupid haircut, like, but he was brilliant in the air. And uh, I remember thinking, I remember saying to Ashley, ask his dad, would he come yeah. to Everton and all that? And his dad was like, yeah, he's a big blue, like. So when we got him, it just kind of seemed the right thing. It was well, like. Fitted nicely when he came in, but it was a big deal when he came in. It was an unbelievably good signing, like especially when we were trying to rebuild that not like rebuild our team, but just because we had a decent team and we were one by one and we'd have we Andre the year before yeah. and we were piecing it together. And you were introducing Gary Speed, and you were looking at it going the year before we were well, we'd won the FA Cup, we got Andre Kinshelski, yeah, with the park here, and that had come to the yeah. floor, we had Duncan. So you were looking and going, piece, we're piecing this, piecing this in team the together. And he way. came in, and obviously Newcastle first game at home, and Duncan was just unbelievable in the game, hmm. and Speed just fed off everything Duncan won, and he obviously scored the goal, goal and had a great season. Was brilliant for us. Um, What's mad about that summer is though, we could have had Nigel Martin as mm. well, and we didn't, and we could have had. Mark Schwarzer that summer so we would have had the goalkeeper yeah. we ended up with Paul Gerrard but we could have had the goalkeeper yeah. and Gary Speed which would have been two we had an edge still of course but we would have had a proper yeah. like person ready to take that on yeah. which means we would have we would have but he was brilliant and oh, fantastic again we ballsed it up you know we ballsed up the whole whole of the end of um the season. Well, that season he scored the winner that secured our status against Tottenham at home. Yeah. The header went right. I got off on the motorbike. Yeah. Him and Speed were in midfield, weren't he? And he, Gary Speed scored the header. We beat them 1 0 at home. One of the few times we beat Spurs, which is mad. Mm. Um, and we got to the end of that season, and, and that was the season of you'll be pleasantly surprised yeah. in the summer. We'll get a well And you were thinking, oh, we do get a good manager, and there's money there. Mm. And we've got Gary Speed, and we've got Duncan, and we've got. You know, we'd sold Kinshelskis by then, hadn't yeah. we? In that, but we had the likes of Barnby. But we still had good players. Was, it was top of top top form at the time, mm. um, and then again, you know, he has a fallout with Howard for whatever reason, and the next minute he's going to Newcastle, and obviously he was vilified for that, massively vilified at the time because he wouldn't, you know, because. The he club um, spun it in a certain way. He wouldn't say why he left. Mm -hmm. Kept his dignity. And people kept that, unfortunately, kept that good to the day he died. And, Which is bizarre. Yeah, and then, you know, since then, more sort of truth has come out about it and, and people have, you know, realised that. What was the point? It's just football, but... Just, a, just and it wasn't. It wasn't what people. No, thought. of course it wasn't. Just you know, it wasn't someone going on just a 
I'm abandoning sink and shift. There's more to it, of course. There was more to it, but um, but I like wrote Walter Smith a letter. To yeah, come back to come back. Yeah, I always. I mean, once I listen, I was I was a teenager at the time. You're always. I mean, same when Rooney left. You're angry for a while, and then mm. as you grow up a little bit, you start realizing what more. There's more to these things, but you know what? Just a fantastic footballer again. Someone who played for the shape. Someone who played for the fan on the pitch. Yeah. And I remember, I actually, I actually like scored in a derby in Anfield. Yeah. I actually remember um, where exactly where I was when he found out when I found out he died. I was actually playing in a game, um, and we had a lad from Real playing for us, and he scored in the game, and he played centre midfield, and he was honest. I'm not making this up. His name was Onions because no one could pronounce his name. It's Y N Y R S. Irons, but everyone called him Onions. That was his nickname, and he was exactly like Scary Speed, Welsh lad from North Wales. Played centre midfield and scored some and a ridiculous amount of goals for the team I was playing for, um, which, like an Everton supporters team. And he'd scored, and then someone on the sideline said, "Gary Speed's been found dead." And then it was like everyone on the pitch was just like for the whole like what? Like, like Gary Speed's been found dead. It wasn't played the game, and afterwards went home and like. It was, it was mad, like you know what I mean. But I remember that dead clear. It was dead, just dead, dead weird. How he he scored the goal, like, and um, but it no. And I remember going to go to some park, and I had one of our shirts with number ten on, and I went up and I hung her up on the on the railings outside, like, um, but just just a great player, and yeah. again never, like, you know, could have gone on and been an Everton it's manager. Too short again, Ronnie. Could have gone on and been an Everton manager. Oh God, yeah. I think, Easily. He off. I think he yeah. wanted to, did he? Shreddy wanted to, didn't he? And he was doing a great job at Wales and the Wales the Welsh success they had was because of the stuff he'd put down. Yeah. Before Chris Coleman, to be fair, did credit him with that. But yeah, I, I remember being in work. Um it was a Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Sunday. And I remember going it was when I was working in social services and I had to go and do a, a home visit and I got in the car and I was driving to the house and I had a radio station on that I don't listen to anymore, but they they were talking about it, and that's a that's a pull over like for mm. five minutes, which was mad. But that because he'd been give me his boots and everything, I've still got these me these seats in the uh, me loft. But just because he was such a, a young man as well, and mm. it, to lose him like that was was horrific. Obviously, mm. what was going on. But as a player, yeah. again, so frustrating because he he was one that. Could have did go on play for Newcastle for years, play for Bolton mm. for a few. That's years. the annoying part of it, isn't it? That again, like Hutchison, yeah. You know, we get he went far His too soon. Best years were not over no. in front of football pitch. And you look and go, what, what difference could he have made to mm. that Everton side? Don't forget, we signed some good players. We just never had, it, quite had them at the you same. You know, the core would have been in there with yeah. speed, and then, you know, we were still playing when we were playing for Bolton when they spanked us when Moyes was here. Yeah. So. He's, and he's a player who Moyes would have loved and he would have loved Moyes he would have loved the discipline yeah. Gary Speed the one thing before we finish that people mightn't realise is that he loved routine hard work and discipline and if you if you equate that to Howard's final yeah. year you'll see why maybe he wasn't he yeah. didn't like a lack of professionalism yeah yeah I think listen, it's not for us to say why he left, but I'm sure a lot of people, well, out people there know already know why. But oh. it's the it wasn't professional enough, that's mm. what I'll say. And that he didn't like that. And he would have loved everything that came after it. Mm. And well he wrote a letter to a manager saying, Please buy me back. So 
There you go. But right. fantastic play. Let's go to left midfield. Okay. Left midfield. I've got a feeling we've both got the same one for this. Playing in my three in midfield. Okay. Three, two, one. Kevin Cheedy. I knew it was Kevin Cheedy for both of us. Yeah. I just, you just, it couldn't it's have been anyone be. else. No. He was negle neglected last week. He wasn't neglected. It was about balance. It was about balance. But this week, there's no arguing. No, no. He's very much like Neville Southall. The, the, you can't can't not be anyone else in no. that position. Not for that left foot. The left foot's just incredible. You know, be worth hundred million comfortably in today's market with what he could do with a ball with that left foot. Free kicks, corners, just shots. Got into the box, scored goals, double figures every season. You know, just a, a wonderful footballer. Mm. Um, he'd have to run a little bit more now than he did then, that's for sure. But that's who's in three in midfield, so he'd have yeah, to. Oh, God, he'd, he'd, he'd hate you putting him in there with them two. Um, but now, that just a, again, you know, one of the best players I've ever seen wearing Everton shirt. Stuff he could do. You know, everyone talks about Ipswich at mm. home and a free kick and... You know, but there were so many brilliant goals. Remember the, the goal he scored at Villa in 87 when we won the league, you know, scissor kick almost. Yeah. And Anfield, two free kicks at Anfield. And, you know, just so many important goals for us. Get Luton in the FA Cup semi-final when we were dead and buried. Mm -hmm. And then sets the winner up, you know, crosses it for the for Derek Manfield for the winner. And just so many moments. Rotterdam, you mm -hmm. know, the third goal off the underside of the bar. The, just everything. Everything about him was just brilliant play for us for years. I played for Liverpool, we got him. Howard Kendall brought him in, he was in Liverpool reserves. And I remember we got him and people were like, hey, like, who's this fella? And he come in and um, 82, 83 season, I think. We beat Villa 5-0 at home on a, a Wednesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday night. And he scored a couple and he was unbelievable in that half-near kick. That mm -hmm. I, not not the, the real, the lovely one with the diamonds, but the other one that had the little... Yeah. You know, the round badge and the yeah, two yeah. little white things. Brilliant. Absolutely wonderful footballer. Brilliant for Everton for years. Um, played for us for a, nine years or something. And went on, of course, to be part of the academy and, and give some mm -hmm. stuff back. Got over bowel cancer brilliantly, you know. And um, just, a, just a, a great player and, and had to be in my team, definitely. Yeah, definitely had to be in, in, in the team. Um, someone who... When he played, was we've seen the goals, we've seen recently loads of his goals, from mm. either on the rewatches or BBC showing. The one last week, the Leicester, the fifth goal. Yeah. The chip over. Well, the that was the thing about him, is, is that his goals were, you, like, he is someone, we spoke about this, like, for absolute world class, he was world class. Yeah. He, or had a world class left foot, whichever way you want to look at it. He could do things with that left foot and was in complete control and, and would try things because he knew they'd come off, whether it be a free kick, whether it be chipping the goalkeeper, whether it be a volley. He was There was no doubt in his mind that whatever he tried to do, it, it would come off because mm. his left foot was so good. Should now, there might have been other parts of his game that weren't quite up to it. He mightn't have been the most uh, athletic player or you know whatever, or the most bravest player or whatever. But... When he on the ball, free kicks, set pieces, whether it's at goal or into the box, that's why Derek Manfield scored so many goals. Mm. Um, it's why he scored so many goals. Sharp got so many, and Lineker and Andy Gray, and he because 
Tony Cotty even before you know because that left foot mm. it was a wand it really was yeah. it was it was just incredible you know and he he come up with big moments so often mm-hmm. um, big missed a great chance at one nil in the eighty six cup final over his right foot with there being his left foot on the other side he'd have scored and mm-hmm. but he was just he was just an unbelievable player and. Yeah, give me some of the greatest memories of Everton. Again, someone who probably doesn't get the credit he deserves mm-hmm. because maybe, I don't, know, I don't know why he wouldn't, probably because he just played for Everton, but again, talking about Sir Donutchins before, I remember when 86, uh, 1990 World Cup, being in a little tiny bar in France, everyone all around this little telly on a campsite, England versus Ireland, and um, he pops up with a goal for Ireland, and I was... Delighted, absolutely delighted. Left foot from the edge of the box, yeah, one one. Yeah, Gary in the three cars, but mm. um, yeah, he was just, just brilliant. Again, just a player who, who just I grew up with, you know, grew up with him playing, mm. and 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 I I just thought everyone was as good as that because he was so good. I expected everyone to pop free kicks in. I used to always love the little free kick routine. I never understood why. Then you grow up and you see things, you think that's how things are done. Mm. I always remember the free kick routine we had where. With the two players on either side, and one would knock it to the other and stop, stop it. it dead, and then he'd smack it. And I always thought that's how everyone took free kicks, and mm. I've, nobody takes free kicks like that anymore. No. But it was because he was so good, you know, and that was because it was an indirect free kick, and there's mm. a lot more indirect free kicks then. I don't know why, mm. but there was it was there was always indirect. Mm. I don't even is that even a thing anymore in indirect, indirect free, free kicks? kicks? But there was loads of indirect free kicks given all the time, and. Um, it just seems like a weird thing now, doesn't it? Um, so we used to do this always little routine. One player there, one player knocks it to the other. He stops it, Kevin Sheets. So it was like a free kick for him. And um, most of the time, he'd hit the target or yeah, the back he, of the net. So. He was just he was unbelievable. Good in the air as well, really, for the scored a few goals with his head, which was mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the talent of footballer, lovely, lovely to watch and. Ping balls left, right, and centre. Brilliant. Absolutely. You just brilliant. pop up at that uh, back post, wouldn't he, as well? Just, he just knew. It was one of those players that you got a free kick, you know, you know, shady, shady, everyone. Did. And you knew that it was hitting the target, and the keeper would have to pull off a good save to keep it out. Yeah. Or if we had a free kick in a wide area, he was finding someone, it was up to them then to put it in the net mm. or to hit the target. And, that good, you know, left foot swinging corners, in swinging corners, and teams were terrified of him for years. Yeah. They were terrified of giving anything away because he was. It was basically like a penalty, you know. You give him free kicks on the edge of the box or whatever. So, and mm-hmm. again, demonstrated by that Ipswich one, stick it in one corner and take it again. I'll put in the other then mm-hmm. and clips <laughs> into the other corner. So, amazing, just brilliant, brilliant, and again, it's joy to watch. Right, let's move on to. Well, the right side for you, the yeah. right forward for me. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, I've gone for Wayne Rooney. Baz has gone for Trevor Stephen. Mm-hmm. Go on then. Trevor Stephen, the, the best right-sided player that I've ever seen forever. Andre Kanchelski is unbelievable, world class, unbelievable. But Trevor Stephen was just different, different gravy, different. Coming from Burnley, chose us over Liverpool, which I always like. Um, come in and was 
outstanding. You know, nine, I think he was 19 when he'd come in, 1920, stuck up a, a brilliant partnership, Gary Stevens, scored goals, fantastic mm -hmm. in the air, brilliant penalty taker, uh, could dribble, could, making me yawny, it's not <laughs> could dribble, you know, shoot, pass, switch, the play, play either side, play through the middle, play up front, done it all. Absolutely brilliant. For six or seven years, incredible. Um, and again, went on and played for Rangers and played for Marseille in your play for England. Top, just top, top quality. And mm. again, in this day and age, be worth over 100 million because he was just that good. He was phenomenal. He was, uh, he was that good. He was uh, never got flustered. A player who could whip in great balls, go outside, he could come inside and run at people. He was a great finisher. He could play up front. He had all the technical ability you could wish for. Um, Hard worker as well. Yeah. Obviously, he went to Rangers, which was just at the time where players were going for the money. Well, they were in Europe. Yeah. They had money, they were in Europe. We were banned from Europe, which split that team up. Mm. You know, let's have it right. Um, and he went up there because Gary Stevens yeah. had gone up there the year before or whatever, you know, played in the 89 Cup final, Levertonians, there was obviously a lot of stories mm. going in front of Rangers, a few Everton fans got on the pitch and that, and had a go with them. Um, and it came to a, a sour end, really, and it shouldn't have done. Yeah. You know, it, it was, the fact was, he'd, we'd, he'd won the league, he'd won the Cup with us, he'd, but he, he wanted to play in Europe. He was also watching the team deteriorate. And the team was getting them. worse, and as fans, you don't, you just think these players feel exactly the same as you do, but for them... It's a career. It's a career, and he was, he was from Berwick-upon-Tweed. He wasn't from Scotty mm. Road or but whatever. But even that, though, he was an Everton... Like, no doubt in my mind that he's an Everton fan. Oh, he says it himself. But, but you've also, as a player, you only get a certain amount of time. Mm. And, his, you know, arguably... Don't best. forget, he stayed yeah. longer than Others. some of the top ones yeah, who, yeah. who had gone. You know, when he'd looked around and seen the team getting worse and going, we're, by, we're replacing Peter Reid with Stuart McCall mm. and Mike Milligan. We're replacing, uh, you know, we brought Ian Wilson in and he was supposed to replace Kevin Sheedy. It was just that Sheedy was seeing him off like quite comfortably. But, you know, Neil yeah. McDonald coming for Gary Stevens. Yeah. And you're looking at that team and going, mm, hang on, uh, this team's getting worse year by year. I still want to play for me. Yeah. And he proved that he went and played in this. Champions League semi-final for Marseille, I think, and, mm -hmm. and I know it was a different format, or for Rangers it might yeah. have been against Marseille, or whatever, but he went and played for Rangers for a few years and then went abroad. He went, yeah, and he played. And he went to Marseille when Marseille were at the cutting edge as well, Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that was legal or not, but he went, you know, he went over there and mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think he, he, he done, he done he, well yeah. over there and he done, he'd always done well for England, maybe not as appreciated because of other people maybe just by name played more for England but he was a he was a great player, absolutely superb player. And you know, you look back and you look at the big moments by Munich. It's, it's that's like that celebration is my favourite ever, ever. Just that no turning around like you saying about not being flustered, but turning around and just doing the just the finger. Mm. Like in one of the biggest like oh. he just sealed the game one for the Everton. biggest nights in Everton's history. Yeah. Well pro you win leagues, but that was a, the first ever European final that he mm. sent us to. You know, when he does that, he, he, Rotterdam scores the second Scored. goal at Rotterdam. 
put us 2-0 up. You know, runs away and does the jump and all that. You know, again, not going off his head. Mm -hmm. Loads of, loads of important goals. Yeah. You know, loads of important goals. Scored, sure he scored 11 penalties. But the goal he scored in, in Sunderland. Sunderland, outstanding. First touch from Bracewell's pass is incredible. Into mm. left foot. Finish bang. is incredible. Left foot. Leicester away there, that year when he's up front with Andy Gray. The flick on header mm. to Andy Gray to score. Just so many moments. Yeah. He'd pop up. We had, you know, you talk about great teams and you talk about how you win leagues or how you're successful. Kevin Sheedy, double figures. Trevor Stephen, mm. double figures. Two strikers, double figures. Gary Stevens, six or seven. Derek Mountfield, 15. Van Den Al, four or five. You know, it's not, a, okay, Reid got one or two in place, yeah. didn't get many, but the rest of them yeah. did. And when you're getting goals from everywhere, mm. and particularly your two wide men and your two strikers are scoring Well, the amount goals. of times that hit she Sheedy and Trevor Stephen would latch on to the other one's cross or just be at the Shift back post. The other, yeah. um, no, incredible. Incredible player. But incredible player. So I've gone for, for I've gone yeah. for like three up front. So Wayne Rooney, I've brought Wayne Rooney on the right hand side. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Or you know, front three. Just again it's in terms of seeing players, um listen he had he's only I know in the in in, in He's only had actually what three seasons at Everton, but and at the end each end of each end of his career, but just I, I don't think there's been many players I've watched with such excitement as Wayne Rooney. Mm. You know, I'm, obviously I was at the Arsenal game, um, I was at Leeds the week after, um, and just to see him conjure those moments up and. Genuinely, as a fan, and this is the only time it's ever happened in my life, genuinely watching a player that you think he's going to be the best player in the world, and there's no like, there's no argument about that. Mm. And I genuinely believe if he if it stayed at if it stayed at Everton, he would have become the best player in the world. If mm. that makes sense, I don't think he ever quite fulfilled that p potential at Man United. But the reason he didn't fill that potential was for the for the good of the team. Mm. <laughs> the argument is if he'd stayed at Everton, could he ever got to the level to become the best player? I fully understand that. But the trajectory just wasn't quite the same when he went to Man United. No. He started playing in other positions and then Ronaldo became the main man and he took over. And But Rooney just played in every other position. Mm. But while he was at Everton, I genuinely felt like this lad is going to become the best player in the world. And... I've never felt like that for about anyone else. No. And um it was just it was just those moments. I remember I just remember him scoring that goal against Arsenal and it was just unbelievable. We just broken their their unbeaten run, which had last lasted for like a season and twelve games or something or something mad. It's like fifty seven games or something unbeaten yeah. or something like that. But to do it like that, to score in the last minute of a game Know, pull the ball out the air and just turn and then bend it round David Seaman into the yeah. top corner in the last minute of the of the game to show that kind of composure. Yeah, but do you remember this thing a minute later when he met Sol Campbell and chips even and it landed on top of the net? I mean, imagine if that had dropped in as well. And then the week later, we go to Leeds where we hadn't won since 1959 or something like that. Yeah. We go there and 
And obviously he got that injury, and a lot of people believe if he hadn't got that injury... We England of the money. England Because he was money. just unbelievable. We had Beckham and people at Gerrard and people like that. And we had him at the top end of it and scoring goals. Mm. England of the money. And obviously Everton had... We talked about that before. Mm. Everton were in a different position. What a but, but I mean, I remember games like the Bolton game. The Bolton game was just unbelievable. Like Darren Moore. Campo do the splits. Yeah, Darren Moore when... West Brom. Uh, West, against West Brom Stood on the ball, where he was standing on the ball and Dan Moore was like oh if you continue like that you won't get anywhere and it's like sorry who are you Yeah, like he was he was unbelievable I remember him scoring down remember, at Portsmouth and remember him selling in that West Brom game selling Kevin Campbell to yeah, go to the, to the 34 corner, year old Kevin Campbell to go to corner yeah. at 16 and that was how good he was Kev said you know just ridiculous and saying mm. and then obviously listen he went away blah 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 we all know but then he come back um, and I was thinking about this the other day, and you know, is the season he come back might get forgot about or dismissed? But he was brilliant for the first half of the season. We should never. I mean, looking back, I, we shouldn't have got rid of him. No, but like, I don't know what I mean. That. I no, genuinely mean we, Silver was in too much of a rush to try to, and Brands probably mm-hmm. to put their thing on. He scored eleven goals from playing and he played in midfield for the second half of the season which is why he didn't score as many goals and yeah, and also he should have been and he should have been he should have been better. in and out of games rather than playing like an hour in every game mm. some games he should have he been on the played, bench and other games he should have played the full 90 minutes we were never getting a lot the what we should out of him and Ancelotti or Duncan would have used him much better but that's, that's, easy, that's the first half of that season oh, he was brilliant. you think about the goals he scored Hatsik against West Ham. Hatsik against West Ham. Winner at, winner at Newcastle. Winning the first game of the season. I watched the team the other day. One, one, one popped up the other day on my timeline. It was the goal he scored against Arsenal at home. Bent it into the Shifted court. I know we got battered in it, but he bent it. And it's just like... What a goal. What, and I couldn't understand when they got rid of him because it was like... Couldn't promise him games and it was almost like... we need to. No, it was financially, but I still think he still had more in the tank for him. I do. I still think he could have played another year at Everton. I think and I think Everton would have benefited from another year mm. of him. I do, I do. Um, other people might disagree. No, I think you're right and we could have benefited from it. Whether or not it was the right time to <clears> let him go, that's a <clears> different <throat> argument. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but I just look at him and think highest, goal, highest scoring goal scorer for England... Um, Everything I United, just won everything with United, and I know that's not to do with us, but from as an English player, I, I've never been, as I said, and this is why he makes my team, I've never been ex- as, ex- as excited about a player witnessing a player on the pitch. Mm. There's talent, and then there's just that thing, that extra little thing, and he, he had, he had that. it all. Oh, he was amazing. He, he had was it all. Absolutely. And, he, and the thing is, he went on to, to prove that he yeah. had it all. That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a case of Ross Barkley who, who yeah. you were going. This kid looks like he could be it, mm. and he's not really done anything. No. Rooney went on to do it yeah. all, so fantastic play. Right, let's get to let's get to the first striker you've gone for. Okay, three, two, one. Graham Sharp. We both <laughs> gone for Graham Sharp. We don't have to go on about shit. We've done this last no, week. No. in our team last week. But just as a, a target man, a goal, obviously, big record goal scorer yeah. since the war, post-war goal scorer. Brilliant, brilliant play. Scored massive goals for us. Mm. Won us trophies. Won us the two league titles. FA Cup, European Cup, Scored in all the big games. Um, 
brilliant and was yeah. there for a number of years. Longevity. Come from Dumbarton, stayed for 11 years or whatever and was fantastic and, and you know, and again, talking about Nasty, was able to, was able to look mix after it. himself. Scored goals against Liverpool, big goals against Liverpool. Could mix it. You know, could mix it up. You know, and, and even at coming to the end of his time at Everton, scored in the 4-4. The yeah. You know, a big goal in the 4-4 yeah. and things like that. So, was a, was a fantastic player for Everton. And there's obviously um, big Evertonian still at the club now, yeah. international ambassador, and gets in just for that because he's, he's just inc- was an incredible Everton centre-forward. Proper number nine. Yeah, in the tradition of Evertonians. Mm. Maybe he gets overlooked because... It's weird how he gets overlooked because he was. Some players stick around for so long that they just become part of the furniture. Mm. So so they are. You don't really... You, you, well, it's an unexciting pick, but listen. Second best Everton goalscorer of all time behind Dixie Dean. That's not a bad place to be in. No. Not it's not a bad place to be in at all. So he's made both of our sides. Let's move on to the final one. The final player. Okay. Three, two, one. He's gone for Lineker. I have gone for Duncan Ferguson. Not Watson, yeah. I was thinking he's your third Englishman. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone for Duncan Ferguson. So go on. Gary Lineker, go on. Gary Lineker, quite simply, is the the best Everton centre forward I've ever seen. Fair enough. For goals. No, for no, yeah, you're goals. not wrong. Not, not, not the whole package yeah. because there's, like I've just said, Graham Shah brought you goals and could hold the ball up and was fantastic in the air. Wayne Rooney was a, a wonderful, wonderfully talented Everton footballer. I said last week, Yakubu, brilliant finisher, Lukaku, unbelievable finisher. But Lineker, for that one season, mm. was just. You're talking about Rooney, knowing what Rooney was going to do. Lineker, the minute you slid the ball through, you knew it was a goal. Yeah. And Everton, in my opinion, haven't had a striker like that since. And we've had some really good strikers. Lukaku was fantastic for Everton. But Lineker, I was, you were stunned if he missed. And that, yeah. to me, is a, is a massive mark of how good someone is. When that Oxford game gets talked about, I said this the other day, yeah. Oxford away gets spoken about because that was literally the only game he missed chances yeah. in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, if he'd have done that, and it'd just be like he lost that game. But people go, the Oxford game and Lineker forgot. Everyone knows he forgot his boots. They wear his normal boots that he wore. Everyone knows that story yeah. because every other game he scored. He scored in. Remember him getting a hat trick against Birmingham City at home early on. Mm. You know, to start him off, three brilliant goals. You know, and he scored a winner at down at Tottenham. He scored in the FA Cup down at just. He was just unbelievable. He really was, and and it's again talking about players who win, who Everton could have benefited from. And I know we won the league when we sold them, but I still we'd have won the league. Oh, no, that we'd have won the league with him. It, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter what happened after he left. Mm. You know, he was. Phenomenal, mm. like phenomenal, and I know people. Listen, I'm I'm too young uh, to mm. fully appreciate him in terms of. I always just remember when he left, and I hear my dad and other people say, "Well, he changed the team, changed because of him." 
but he still scored enough goals really to win is what we needed to win. So well, we couldn't run us up in the league and lost in an FA Cup final. Yeah. So we were a, we were a mid-season yeah, away exactly. from winning the double. So you can't say, and it was like, well, eighty-seven, we went back to what we were, but we still he still scored enough goals. In terms of just being a footballer, he, he was just goal scorer. He was amazing. He says it was the best team he ever played for. Uh, he says Everton sold him. He mm. didn't leave. You know, he played in the F, uh, the World Cup, got top goal scorer. The biggest mistake Everton ever made was not putting a buyback clause in his contract yeah. when he went to Barcelona. Yeah. Should have got they should have got first refusal on him when he was coming back. So come back yeah. Instead of him going to Spurs. Mm. Because he, st- he still scored, scored, scored goals, a hell of a lot of goals. Yeah, yeah. And he was still only about 28. Mm. So, well, we shouldn't have sold him. We only sold him, and everyone knows this story, but because Howard was going to Barca yeah. and he wanted them with him. And so we sold him to Barcelona based on the fact that our manager thought he had the job. But the whole club, the club should have gone, well, hang on, no. No. He was got four. He's got three years left. He signed a four-year contract. He ain't going nowhere. We'll sell him next summer mm. if we have to, or the summer after. Don't forget, these are in the days where Bosman wasn't in. Yeah. So you weren't ever losing a player for nothing. So we had protection. He should have stayed. If he'd have stayed, we'd have still won the league in '87. Mm. We'd have won it. We'd have won it because he scored enough goals, and those other players would have done what he did. Yes, we changed from the way we played in '85, but we didn't go back to the way we played in '85 and '87. We were just brilliant because we had a brilliant set of players and he was brilliant. And like you say, it wasn't as if we finished fifth in 86 with him. And when we went back, when he went, we went back to the top. We were, we were runners up. We the beat Liverpool, went on an unbelievable run. Don't forget, when we beat Liverpool and Anfield, we were, I'm sure we went nine points clear of them when Ratcliffe scored and Lineker scored in that as well. By the way, an absolutely yeah. brilliant goal. Yeah. Slid in and just clipped it past the keeper at the cop. We should have won it. We cocked ourselves up. We lost down a forest when we should never have done. Missing chances. We got beat 1-0 mm. down there. You know, which pulled Liverpool into it. We then, we went to Oxford. We should have beat Oxford at Oxford. We should have at least got a point, but we should have beat them. You know, and then we play bloody Southampton on Saturday at home. And he gets a hat-trick. You know, we win 6-1. because yeah, I remember. People, he's like that to the crowd. I remember being in the Gladys seat, the front, and he was like, everyone started that thing where the black story goes mm-hmm. down, Liverpool are getting beat because they were down at Chelsea. And then I could turn around and was like, what the hell or something? And everyone's like, yeah. And so, because everyone starts cheering in the ground, and the next minute, mm. talking about a crowd, Everton just went, bing, bang, 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 four goals immediately, mm. four and a half at half time, like, took the piss. As if, like, we can win this, like, let's step up. And they come out in the second half, and we ended up winning 6 1, but it was flat because they come out now and Liverpool were winning. Mm. And then the crowd didn't cheer again, so they knew that they'd won. But, you know, and then he scored again on the Monday night against West Ham. He beat them 3 1. Then he scores a week later in the FA Cup final. He was just unbelievable for us. And if we'd have been in Europe, we'd have won the European Cup. There's no question about that. Stower won it, we'd have pissed it. With Lineker, we would have pissed it because we were by far the best. And that's why he's in my team because he was no. quite simply, and you know how I feel no, about I, 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 Ferguson. But as a footballer, I, oh my I, God, unbelievable. I, when people ever ask me who was the one player, if I could have now from the eighties, I always say Lineker. Yeah. And people go, uh, uh, and you go, no, for one season he was amazing, and it doesn't matter what happened around them. Mm. For one season 
he was amazing. Don't forget, he'd been brilliant for Leicester, which yeah. is why we bought him. He was amazing for Leicester. Yeah. There was a few teams after him. He'd come to Everton because yeah. we were the champions. Exactly. Liverpool wanted them, Man United wanted them. He'd come to Everton because we were the champions. And he was amazing for us and we sold him. Mm. You know, if he'd have said... You're not well, that was, that was the beginning of our downfall, selling Lineker. Yeah. Because we're Liverpool went away after we'd won in '87 when I got Beardsley, Barnes, and Aldridge. And Keaton, uh, Helton. Right the th- but they went and got the three, be- mm. three of the best players in the country at the mm. time. Mm. And then '88, we couldn't get near them. You know, obviously, you know, they went on and won the league in what '90. Mm. Um, we couldn't get near them because they bought out those three players. Bought when they were strong, and we didn't. We sold when we were strong. No, but we—that's what I'm saying. We where we won the league, they. We 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 just started buying crap players, whereas Liverpool were like, well, we need to fight back here, start the fight back. Well, what was mad was we sold Lineker but bought Dave Watson because we knew, you know, he wanted another centre-back. Mm. Obviously, he felt as though we needed to be stronger and it were. We won the league with him, but if he'd have kept Lineker as well, that's what I'm saying, we would have won the league well, anyway. Well, he just said why, why he's bought, sold him. But, so, yeah. well, that's, and he's that's admitted true. that himself. Yeah, he did, he did, he said that himself. So, he'd signed a, a contract that so, he thought was yeah. So amazing player. So you've well. gone for Duncan. Well, I've gone for Duncan because probably a little bit, you know, I've already I've looked at the players that I've used. I've looked at the squad, mm. um, and I thought, well, if it comes down to one more, to be honest, I couldn't think of any more Irish players for number one. Mm. Um, That's how you feeling, though. No, no, Kevin Kilban, nearly. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, but I thought Duncan yeah. just. Embodies my life in, as an Evertonian. Mm. Uh, really, you know, he came in in '94 when we were all desperate for a hero. Absolutely Tyler. desperate for a hero. I was a teenager. I needed. I was, you know, I need. I'd gone into like senior school and I was big mouth Evertonian. I had very little to back it up. Mm. And then suddenly someone comes in who helps you back that up. And how could you not fall in love with this fella? Being, I remember being at the Derby, 20th of November, November, 1994. Just been I was on my own. The night before. I was on my own in the Gladys Street. Mm. I used to go to games on my own. That's how That's how it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, we were near the bottom. They were top. They were top. We were bottom. It was just second a bottom. pure tension to the game, as mm. always. Um, and, you know, Duncan just gets this caught off a corner, just gets this header, and he just immediately just mm. people just immediately fell in love with him, and and that was it. That was the beginning of it, wasn't it? And mm. obviously, he, he had his um, he had his he'd had his problems. There was the threat of the twelve match ban. There was the threat of jail. He ended up going to jail. The ban didn't happen because you. He said he couldn't punish him twice mm. um, for absolutely nonsense. That solidified his relationship with Evertonians. And you know, get to get to the end of the season in the FA Cup, he said himself on the show how much he shouldn't have played in that game, but it was just yeah. pure adrenaline, yeah. Adrenaline, he you know, and yeah, and he just listen, no matter what anyone says about I oh, didn't do any he didn't play enough, he was always injured, this, that, the other. It doesn't matter when you're when you're 14, 15, 16, and your whole life is a football club, and you need someone to fight your battles for you on the pitch, mm-hmm. that's what Duncan Ferguson did mm-hmm. for me. 
scored some really important goals. Loved the club, which it's a massive thing. Does matter, you know? Does thing. matter when again in these cynical times or those cynical times or whatever that matters when you when I was that age it mattered to me it mattered I was I was an Evertonian who just felt like I was on my own a lot of the time because mm. I was I went to the matches on my own but that was just the way I, way it was um, people were start when I was that age people started to get another, other things going out and, mm. and, and I was still Everton I was playing footy in the street till I was like 17 or 18 I just wanted to play footy all the mm. time and still dreamed of being a footballer and just loved football it was my life absolute life and he he was just my hero and it didn't matter and mm. okay that's not a reason to get him in the side but he was a massively important player and when he left it was just so damaging to the fan base and to the relationship with Peter Johnson at the time that that was the end beginning the end for him and then obviously Duncan comes back, scores a couple of goals at Goodison Park, and then typical star gets injured and is out for months and months and months. Um, but then comes scores, scores more, you know, scores you know, he scores more important goals again, you know, the team. But and then you know, since then, got to know him a little bit, come on the show and all that. So yeah, he's the, listen, I love absolutely love Duncan Ferguson. Was a big part of. of Everything you've just said, he, he was a hero when we needed one. We had, you know, I'm I'm looking at Everton and at seven years earlier, young, you know, seven years earlier we were league champions and then we were just going into the abyss almost. We mm. were we were falling quickly and don't come in and we had this lad who who I'd known about anyway, but because we'd been linked with him a few times when he was at Dundee United and we got him and. And yet the derby goal because he come in and played a few games and he hadn't done any, he hadn't done much, and we hadn't done anything. But then, obviously, when Joe come in and, and we win the derby, and he then, you know, we started scoring goals and we beat Leeds three 0 and we won down at Chelsea and stuff and everything snowballed. He was a massive part of that, and um, won the FA Cup and you know he was just he went on to be such an important figure for Everton turned up in the derbies and that's what we needed we needed someone who'd show up for us mm -hmm. and he did um, and the, the the devastation when he left was changed the way certainly changed the way I felt about my club mm. of that like you've allowed this to happen and you're so out of touch with us as fans you know and I, I remember it they, they beat Wimbledon 3-1 I think we yeah, won a Charlton at the weekend and he asked him how he felt and he said, I, I don't know, I didn't hear the crowd, I just wanted to know Everton, I got on. And that, when he's just gone to a new club, yeah. just was like, oh my God, it made it worse, that mm -hmm. weed, because it was quite obvious. Remember his press conference? Yeah, he didn't yeah. want to be there. He was sat there and he didn't want to be there. He, he said himself, didn't he? Delayed it, hoping that Everton had call the deal off. You know, when he went and he was brilliant. He was good for Newcastle, I thought he was great, didn't he? Mm -hmm. I didn't share it off front, but when he come back, I was working at Everton at the time and the buzz, you know, and knowing is this happening? Yeah, yeah, he's back today. And then he was back and it was just, it was unbelievable. And seeing how many people were outside in the park end and then, you know, we, we come on a sub at Leeds the first game season, we lost 2-0. But then Charlton at home on the, the Wednesday night, mm. Tuesday, Wednesday night, we beat them 3-0 and Gaza played and Jeffers and Duncan got that tackle. He had two, didn't he? But was done for him behind by uh, Richard Rufus, it mm -hmm. wasn't Rufus, but and he was right, he showed us the scar, he was out for 
you know, four or five months, and it just curtailed everything. But the momentum he picked yeah. up, but he, he went on and still was instrumental in us finishing fourth. Yeah, scored big goals yeah, that yeah. season that people kind of forget. Norwich you know, away. Norwich away and Man United at home and Birmingham three days later we were getting beaten. He scored, come off the bench and scored, and you know he was he was everything. When you look back, apart from that team that you know the eighties team, it's, mm. it's just been burnt into my mind as you know yeah, yeah. as like the epitome of whatever. Is he's the most important figure from the rest of the years since mm. by a mile to me, Duncan Ferguson, and obviously. We, yeah. Like you said, we we got to know him a bit, and he's he's an Evertonian. He's a just absolutely breeds and lives the club. He loves going to see Evertonians, people who are unwell. If he if he can make their day a bit better mm. and all that, he loves it. So incredible. And we've had the moments, of course, which he didn't mention, but him being the manager yeah. and the celebrations against Chelsea, and and people shouldn't forget that we came out of Anfield on yeah. our knees yeah. and in and in trouble. Let's yeah. have it. We have fourteen points. We were in the bottom three. We were in trouble after being spanked at Anfield. And he dragged us off the canvas to beat a Chelsea team. We were bouncing everyone. We mm. beat them 3-1 at home and they were fourth. You know, with, with players who'd done nothing. And he got us, you know, he had us the only manager post-war to have more, only manager in Evans history to manage more than one game and not lose <laughs> in the league. So yeah. he's got that. And he's a big part of Carlo Ancelotti and a big part of Everton Football Club yeah, now. Yeah. So, yeah, everything you say is right. It's just mm. that on balance and, and what the others have done he wasn't getting yeah, in my yeah. team but as an, as a, an Evertonian and important he's far more important to me than Gary Lineker mm. but I would have Gary Lineker yeah, as a because of the football with the goals yeah. so yeah outstanding I think the both to be honest I think the two good sides I think it'd be an interesting game between the two of them I mean we'd have to have that rule on Pez where <laughs> can they both play but it's good that we've had a little bit of a, a, a different yeah, yeah. players as well. I think yeah. that's important. But yeah. Hutchison's a mad one because I put him in. I was thinking because I love Don Hutchison. I still love him now. And think you know, I didn't know whether you'd be like Don Hutchison and yeah, he's in yours. So interesting. It's all about time and place. It is. It? It Some is. people kid, there'd be kids now who wouldn't be listening to this or watching this and thinking Who? Don Hutchinson. Mm. What Don Hutchinson? But to us again, it's that time and that place. Mm. Gary Speed meant loads. Don Hutchinson meant loads to mm. me. Because I've got players there, Aiden East, you know, he's yeah, my yeah. all time. I love him, yeah. love the bones of him. But, but these were some of those players play. though, like the likes of Hutchinson. He was like he was like a beacon in that side. Mm. He he was so important to, mm. to again that fight. He had mm. a connection with the fans. Mm. And he was great. Outstanding. There you go. Enjoyed that. that was good. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your best ESC home nations. 11, don't forget, you can only have three maximum. That is the rule. England, Wales, Scotland and Ireland. The whole and of, Northern Ireland. Yeah, but it's the whole of Ireland, yeah. like the rugby. Okay. The yeah. whole of just Ireland. Ireland yeah. The whole. They're the home nations. Yeah, the can whole, you whole of Ireland. Just do you, Just pick your team, will you? Pick your team. Let us know what it is. Let us know and, you know, who do you think is our best team? This, I'm not bothered. I'm just not sitting here going, Baz is better than mine or mine's better than Baz because at the end of the day, We'll never know. Oh. We'll never know. But unless we had a supercomputer that could predict, even it, a supercomputer couldn't pick no. this. It just couldn't. It no. couldn't. It couldn't. It couldn't cope with the variables. There you go. Um, so let us know. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you later. And listen. Yeah. See you later. <laughs>